2: Scalpel with Dr. Keith Rose. Cutting down to the truth through history and experience. The Scalpel is proudly sponsored by Z-Bones Bone Conducting Headphones. Learn more at zbones.io. Subscribe to The Scalpel wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at The Scalpel Podcast. On Twitter at The Scalpel Edge. Email kfr at scalpeledge.com or the website scalpeledge.com. The next episode of The Scalpel starts now.
0: Thank you for joining us on Tamra Lee's Trend
3: On with my co-host, Brent Hamacek. Good morning, Brent. Good morning, Tamra. Hold on. I need to roll back and let everybody see my Thomas Hobbes t-shirt that I wear today. I love that. In, in, <laughs> in, in tribute of the man who had it all right. Uh, not that I want to live under a despotic king, but boy, did he sure have our nature down pat. So uh, Thomas Hobbes and this program brought to you by Fresca, the preferred drink of Ayn Rand.
0: And Thomas Hobbes' line that you quote often is?
3: That, uh, uh, which, which one are no. you talking about? do get
0: the point of the Thomas. For our audience who doesn't know Thomas Hobbes, and you don't want to leave the show to go look up your, uh, brush up on your philosophy first, um, Thomas Hobbes says that, what, what is your should I say? The life of man uh, uh, is.
3: Here we go, here we go. Okay, there. Can everyone see? Nasty, brut- solitary, brutish, and short. And nasty is there as well. So um, <laughs> Hobbes is the English philosopher who had a very, very dark view of the nature of man and really created the whole notion of moral relativism. He was the first person to write about that seriously. And that we were all sort of animals that were more like, we acted like lions, but really we were nothing more than sort of lambs or sheep. Uh, so, uh, overall a fairly pathetic assessment of us, and we seem to be living down to it more and more with every passing day. Uh, but, uh, you, you and Dr. Keith Rose will, uh, correct me and cheer me up and make me feel better. That's what I'm counting on.
0: That's right. I guess Dr. Keith Rose is returning again today. We love having him on the show because he is energy and positivity and the yin that yang of the, uh doom and gloom to what can we do about it? Let's get something done and fight back. So um, I heard your podcast, the scalpel edge and you had a plan forward. And I asked you if you'd come on our show and elaborate on that. We'd have a good discussion around it, but do go and listen to uh, Dr. Keith Rose and you can tell our audience where to find all that and introduce yourself real quick. And then we'll get into where we well, you are. Can, and, you
1: can find on it YouTube. on PodBeam. It's on, um, Apple, iTunes, although I don't know how long we're going to be on Apple. Uh, At Most of the major podcast platforms. Look at episode number 135. Um, They tried to shadow ban it a little bit. I think we've got it back up. We're going to start hosting our own. We're switching over all the episodes to our own servers that don't live in Amazon land or anywhere else. Um, And my background comes basically from you know, someone who loves this country like you guys do. Uh, I'm a surgeon. Um, I also have been in the intelligence community for a significant portion of my life. And when I saw what was happening, and I don't talk about that. I didn't talk about that until a few months ago. But I started doing it because I saw our country, what I see and what I know everyone else is, heading headed in a direction that we, the people, didn't sign up for. It's Mm -hmm. not in our DNA. It's not in our nature. It's not in the founding. Yet we seem to be on a crash course towards socialism, Marxism, towards a a nanny slash surveillance state. And while everyone's pointing out the problems, I'm not hearing a lot of solutions. Yes. I went to Mar-a-Lago for the Turning Point USA function before Christmas. I sat down. I talked to Rand Paul. For about a good 40 minutes, one-on-one with just me and his chief of staff. And I think Rand Paul is a decent human being. I also think he's not understanding the seriousness of what we're dealing with right now. He's just told me straight out, the election was stolen. His words, not mine. Mm-hmm. And then in the same breath, he said, but Biden's going to be president. We have no alternatives. We have no other options. And... We have been a part, and I say we, the people, have been a part of a big social experiment, not the great American experiment for freedom, but a social experiment where the elitists, the left, have co-opted the narrative. They've co-opted the mainstream media. They've co-opted a lot of the conservative media. They've co-opted 90-plus percent of the Republicans through coercion or just, you know, their What our founders talked about, ambition and avarice. Mm -hmm. And it was easy for him to say, but we'll just go back to the states and fight it there, Rand Paul said. And when I thought about that, I thought, okay, the states aren't acting constitutional to begin with. There were several unconstitutional actions that happened. We have thousands of signed affidavits under penalty for perjury that the election, there was fraud committed in the election. We have video there was fraud committed in the election. The deeper and deeper we dig, there's fraud. In your own words, the election was, quote, stolen. Not mine, his. And then you're telling me, about Biden's going to be president because there's nothing we can do. And I realized at that moment, he was scared and he's not going to fight. They're not going to fight. Now, he'll fight us, but he's not going to fight the establishment. He's not going to fight... The perception of the media and all of these guys in the Republican Party. And I, and I got to tell you, the blame for the situation that we are in falls squarely on we, the people and the Republican Party, the Democrats. They told us what they were going to do and they're doing it. But we continually elected weak Republican leaders, kind of like raising a child when they're disobedient. You say, OK, but this time you better do it. And they never did. They did just enough to get by. And we saw our liberties and our freedoms totally slipping away. We saw it under eight years of Obama. And then we took responsibility as we the people and we elected Donald J. Trump. We didn't elect him for his great personality or his charisma, although I think he has great charisma. We elected him to change the system because we saw the system had been changed internally without the consent of the governor. And so when I'm talking to Rand Paul in that conversation and I realized he wasn't going to fight and he said, we have no, we have nothing we can do. And I said, sir, you have constitutional options. In fact, I would call them, you have constitutional obligations. He said, we can't do that because then they'll do the same thing or potentially could. And I said, excuse me, you said the election was stolen. He said, yes. I said, but you can't use the levers in the Constitution that were provided for this time in history because you're afraid the other people may do something unconstitutional that you just told me they've already done. And he got kind of quiet and said, but we just can't do it. And I believe they can't do it. But I also believe that we have elected weak people that I I think Grand Paul's probably one of the best people, you know, as far as just a moral man. But he is not a man, nor are 90-plus percent of the Republicans for this time in our nation's history, because they don't have what it takes to lead a nation. And they've fallen in with an idea that Washington is kind of an island that tells everyone else what to do, and that's not the way we were founded.
3: So, Keith, let me uh, jump in, if I could. Interesting about Rand Paul, uh, Tamara knows and folks that watch or know me know that I've said for about the last five years now going on six, I agree with virtually everything that Rand Paul says, and I would never vote for him for president and sort of for the reason you just mentioned, coupled with the fact that we do not live in a moment in time in American history where people are ready to embrace libertarian type ideas. Uh, Somehow there's quite a chasm between where we are and the libertarian's view. You don't cross that by being like you know, Samantha Stevens wiggling your nose and subtly getting there. Uh, And this is not Sparta that we live in now. So our leaders are weak. I think most of our people are weak, right? This is not a warrior nation, either in the literal or figurative sense. I am wondering uh, what your thoughts are. We know that, that out there in the, the universe of dialogue, there's two schools of thought. One school of thought, we were discussing this a little bit uh, before in what we will call our green room, and it makes us sound very sophisticated. Uh, there's folks that think that something will happen prior to next Wednesday or on next Wednesday that stops Joe Biden from becoming president. There's also folks that believe that he will become president. I wanna focus on the latter. Let's assume that Joe Biden becomes president. What is your call to action, your thought? What is your message to a whole bunch of folks in two different classes here? A whole bunch of folks who wish that hadn't happened and to a whole bunch of folks who believed up until the moment it did happen, that it wasn't going to address both groups.
1: No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Before you do, uh, Dr. Rhodes, because I, in listening to that podcast and what you're about to say, I believe you answer for both of those groups. So it's important regardless of of which outcome we see in the next week.
1: We have two. Sure. And those are great questions. And the answer is. one
3: per show. One for show, Keith. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm done. Tamara, take it away. We have to go back to we the people. And it's not a catchphrase. We have to look at what we have. We have to look at the actual fruit of what we've done and what others have or haven't done. So just take the fact right now that President Trump was elected in 2016 and then received over 10 million more votes, 74, 75 million that we know of, probably, I think, a bigger number than that in the most recent election. What that means is those 74 million people recognized that President Trump represented constitutional American values. 74 million people, not 74 people that are just out in the ether, but these are the same people that had boat parades with big yachts, small boats. These are the same people that drove their trucks up and down major Democrat cities down Main Street that the media didn't want to cover. These are the same people across the country that when you saw a Trump flag or a Trump sticker, you saw each other and all of a sudden you were friends. You didn't have to know anything else about the guy, because you knew what he 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 was for freedom. And that's what President Trump represented. He represented less government, more freedom. That's what our founders did. And it's important as a side note to understand that the words by, and I and I talk about this in the podcast, the words by Thomas Paine on the night before they crossed the Delaware, the times that Tri Men Sold, the Summer Soldier and the patriot you know if you this is the time that is going to try men's souls but we have something that the patriots didn't have we have a history that they passed down to us we have a patriotic gene genetics that were passed down to us and we have their example because these guys Were mostly young. They weren't a bunch of old guys at the end of their life. They were mostly young guys at the beginning of their lives. And they pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. And they also had faith. And they did things that they couldn't wrap their mind around, but they knew they had to try. Now, fast forward to where we are right now as a nation. We have 74 million people, probably more than that, that understand that this is a time a critical point in history where we have to stay united. United we stand, divided we fall. It sounds trite, it sounds simple, but it's not. We're 74 million people. We are larger financially than the GDP of any other country in the world, as 74 million people. We are the 74 million people that have given money to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Amazon Prime, We are the 74 million people that buy airline tickets on American Airlines that go to Walt Disney World. We are the consumer class. We are the heart of the financial backbone of this country. We are not 74 million people on government aid. And that's not a slam on government aid. I'm just saying we are 74 million people that don't live off the government. We are 74 million people that believe that all men were created equal by God. And we supported a president against all the headwinds that people gave him for four years. The media threw everything they had at our president and we didn't back down. So what I'm saying right now is I love President Trump. I support him unabashedly and completely. But if you want to know the answer to this equation, you look at yourself and you decide, I will move with 74 million of my brothers and sisters and we can move as a group peacefully, not violently. We don't have to, nor should we be violent. We can do it peacefully. If you have millions of people quitting Twitter this weekend, and I pray Mm -hmm. they do, you'll drive their stock even lower. If you have millions of people canceling Amazon Prime, starting to shop directly to the websites of the the places they want to shop or going to the stores in their own towns, cities wherever they live you will affect amazon prime these companies only survive by us now someone told me well we're only 20 percent of facebook let me tell you something facebook makes this money by selling your information they don't make it by selling information of people that don't spend money and you are the consumer class So your 20% of the people on Facebook represent the majority of their gross revenue and most likely their significant profit margins. Each one of these major companies are beholden to shareholders. They have fiduciary duties and they have crossed that line by falling into ideological means. So think about this and I'll keep it simple. Think about Twitter, Jack Dorsey. That's his company. He said, I mean, I imagine he's chairman of the board, whatever. He's the largest shareholder. Their stock has dropped billions. If everyone who can, and I'm not saying don't do this, pray. If God puts it on your heart, do what you can do. But if we decide to stand as one and stay united as a nation, and you know what? We just delete Twitter and we wait for Parler or another service to come back up. They will. The free market never has a vacuum that vacuum will be filled. Do you know why? When I, when I write a business plan as an entrepreneur, the first thing I have to do is answer the question, what is my market? You know this, anyone that comes to me with a business plan, what's your market? Well, my market is 74 million people that spend money and have values. So I'm going to build this I- out for a second for you. Let me build it out real quick. So you, you have people that do that to someone like a Jack Uh, Jack Dorsey that's affecting us or Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, if they lose enough value in their stock, their stock becomes vulnerable for other people to buy it and potentially take it over and change their boards. That could happen. There are people out there that own banks and I've talked to them. They've called me since this podcast and they've said, look, I have a regional bank. I'm a conservative I want people to know I'm here for them. We don't have to frequent and give our business to people that seek to destroy our nation through the back door and be, be unconstitutional. I'm not going to be violent. I'm not going to be rude. I'm just not going to be their customer. I'm not going to fly American Airlines. I'm not going to take my children to Disney World when Disney World says we can't support anyone who said there was potential fraud in the election. Let me tell you something. You have a right as an American citizen to question an election with this much evidence of fraud. It deserves a complete examination, and I have the right to say that, and that does not incite violence. That does not make me racist. I refuse to be called a racist because I'm not. I don't have to tell you that. Look at my life. I'm not going to back down to the the crowd that says you have to say and talk a certain way anymore. And you know what? I have 74 million brothers and sisters at a minimum that feel the same way I do. So the consumer class is there. So let's,
3: let's go uh, ahead. Sorry. uh, And and then I'll stop Tamar. I promise. But I want to ask Keith about this notion of 74 million. Uh, One of the, one of the concerns I have is that We might agree as seventy-four million on what we would like to have things be, but we might disagree underneath on what we ought to do to get there and how attainable some of them are. My fear going into post January twentieth is that I hear a lot of folks, and there's nothing actually wrong with this. I mean, my Trump my Trump bona fides are actually better than most people. A person that you and I Both know Keith quite well, who's a quite well known national supporter of the president, will tell you that I was on board in March of 2015, long before they were. Uh, That said, so my bona fides are good. I'm worried about this. I'm worried that out of that 75 million or so people, some significant number of them are saying, I am loyal to Donald Trump and President Trump. And some number of them are saying, I am loyal. To the United States of America and the Constitution, and while both of us might see things wanting to go in the same direction, that difference in loyalty could be a nuance, or it could be really, really significant. So I want you to address, uh, I want you to address that point and what just what you think about that thought and how you see it as either a positive, a negative, something that has to be kept in mind. What? I'll be glad to. Cause I've thought
1: about it. I, I, I figured I, you I, have. You think I about disagree it? with you. I disagree with your concern. I, I, I respect it. I, I see where you have it, but I don't have that concern because the two groups, the people that love the constitution and the people that love Donald Trump overlap in the say that the people that love Donald Trump love Donald Trump because of his fidelity to the Constitution, and because he did what he said he was going to do. Donald Trump is a person that was raised up, for whatever reason, I believe, God has him there, who did what he said he was going to do. These weren't miraculous things. These were constitutional things. He put the country first. He wants to make America great again. Then you have some people that say, well, I voted for Trump. Why would you vote for him? Because I want America to be great again here's the thing this movement is not about a person mm-hmm. that will never last it is a about-
0: with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere
1: this
3: is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky
0: play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky
3: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
1: ChumbaCasino.com.
3: plus terms conditions apply. See
1: website for details. About the ideal of America representing freedom. There's a reason that people do things. They do it because of love. The fa- the the patriots did not do it because they wanted to love the dirt that they had under their feet. They did it because they loved freedom. And what we rally around and what we come together as a nation is freedom. You know what? I'm opening the door to Democrats. Independence. I don't care. You love this country. You believe in constitutional values. You believe that we don't shouldn't have a nanny state and an overbearing government. The door is open. We may not agree on everything. That's okay. But we should at least be able to air those disagreements peacefully in the arena of ideas and not be shut out.
2: Feel the sound playing in your head with Z-Bone's bone conduction headphones. Innovative tech and Bluetooth 5.0 connects Z-Bone's to your smartphone, tablet, laptop, or desktop computers and TVs. And the open-ear design of Z-Bone's allows you to hear clear audio from your device and maintain awareness of the environment around you. Z-Bone's comfortable pads rest in front of your ears. Audio vibrations move through your cheekbones into the inner ear. And Z-Bone's ergonomic design provide long-term wearing comfort for sweaters. Wet-proof, active listening. They won't fall off and they can't fall out. Whether it's music, podcasts, or streaming radio, the result is a unique audio experience with clear sound from your device while still hearing your surroundings. And the built in mic delivers crystal clear audio for phone calls. Learn more and buy Z Bones at zbones.io. Zbones.io. Save at checkout with code scalpel 70 Zbones.io. Quality sound that moves you.
1: There's a reason big tech is deplatforming folks on Twitter that they're taking. I mean, I'm losing, I get 100 followers and I'll lose 200. Right. And there's a reason they're doing that. And it's called fear. They're afraid of us communicating, they're afraid of a message. And now, what they did, if you remember Event 201 back in October of 2019, where they came out at Johns Hopkins, we're talking about a simulated viral and they they have a specific part and I'll send it to you where a guy who's a public relations guy says we have to have social media step up and stop misinformation. Now, we don't have any information at that point, but they're going to call it misinformation and they have to go from being a platform to a publisher. We have to play to our strength and our strength is we the people. I'm not going to look. You don't have to agree with me on everything, but I'm not going to support anyone or anything that comes against free speech. You don't have to say the things I I, I celebrate Trudeau's right to be there. I don't celebrate Twitter's right to, de-pla- to deplatform the president or Amazon's right to take Parler off their servers. And I think we move as one body financially to let them know that's a bridge too far. See, here's the thing: we all have free will. We have this choice, Brett. Right? I mean, maybe. There might be a lot of nuance and a lot of difference, but we not only need to do it here. I'm going to tell you something, 74 million people, we have to do, if you want this country and you want to keep it, we got to start at the local level. There is no race too small anymore, from dog catcher to school board to anything. All the lockdowns that you have seen are local county judges, any elected official that has participated in unconstitutional lockdowns, especially after we have the information on COVID, needs to be voted out. We need, see here's the thing, the Democrats were strategic and they had their NGOs supporting key races for, you know, um, prosecutors, for county judges in certain areas. We, as 74 million people, have to become active everywhere. We have to create the metaphoric battle on, on fronts in every one of our cities. We need to hold our leaders accountable, not to words, but to deeds and see what fruit they bear. And, and, and this may be real controversial, but I don't care. We not only need to do it at the local, state, but also at the national level. Any Republican representative. And I'm going to tell you 90 plus percent that's there now should be primaried when we can and get them out. But more importantly, 74 million people can find out what lobbyists support them, where they get their big donations. And I'm calling all those companies and saying, as long as you're donating to this guy, I just want you to know you're not going to have my business. You're not going to have any of my company's business. And I'm going to be telling everyone you don't get our business. If 74 million people stop backing the companies that are backing our failed leadership, trust me, money talks. Mm -hmm. It just does, and it always comes down to that. Well, we're 74 million people. I would rather have 74 million than the guy I want in there with no backing. See, and the the liberals are a small dog with a massive bark. Just picture this. They're behind the door. We can't see them. And they have megaphones on the outside of their house that every time they bark, that CNN megaphone, that MSNBC megaphone, that professional athlete megaphone, that Hollywood megaphone makes them sound so loud. But the dog is tiny. He's pooping all over himself. It's in there because it's so insecure. I mean, how insecure are you with your principles and ideas when you have to recall anything that goes against what you say misinformation? because you don't agree with it. It's time to make a stand. And this is a way to do it where people can get involved at every level, Brent, to answer your question, peacefully, but be doing something. Recognize the problem and move to a solution. We are gonna have new leaders rise out of Turning Point USA. We're gonna have people, we don't even know their names yet that are gonna step into public office because they're gonna feel that call. And this is a call for all of us. Right.
3: Well I I agree with you on the need and my uh, uh, the quick point and then I'll just let Tamara take a question have a question uh, uh, Keith and I were joking before the show about exercise I mean for those of you that don't realize it not only is he a doctor and an intelligence expert but he's also like Jack the light. and if you're too young to get the reference Google it but uh, <laughs> we were talking about exercise. I have had over the years a number of people, I mean, a lot of people over the last 40 years, join me in the gym and in the weight room. And what's very interesting is now I look back, not one of those people that ever joined me in the weight room over all those years, if I think about them now, none of them stayed because eventually they had to go work out on their own. And apparently it was more fun working out with me than it actually was working out. And so my fear about People that got motivated about politics uh, because of the the Trump candidacy and then presidency. My fear is they'll leave the weight room, and so only time will answer that. And of course, we're going to have to try to give them reasons to want to stay and things to do their own exercise program, if you will, to to sort of finish the metaphor. But that's a thought, Tamara. Uh, well, let me ahead.
1: let me let me speak to that real quick because you brought up Sorry, something. Sorry, Tamara, look what I did. Okay, it's, it's part of this. <laughs> is as, as, as 74 million people we're going to have to start being more strategic. We're not we're not only gym partners with each other but we need to create a legal fund. 74 million people donating to a legal fund when people are attacked not to bail out violent criminals but to support people that are un that are being attacked for being a vocal critic of an unconstitutional policy. We developed that legal fund. We need to have 74 million people applying for, non, for um, nonprofit status for different groups. And we need to start using those levers massively to start to build up the right groups to work to restore freedom. See, this is a unique time because after, the, after 9-11, my phone blew up. Friends of mine, because I was in the military at the time, I was in the reserves, and friends of mine were calling me going, what can I do? I want to do something. Our nation's been attacked. Everyone felt a visceral desire to respond to an attack on our nation. Well, I can promise you the American people, we the people, the consent of the government, has seen an attack on our nation that makes Pearl Harbor, that makes 9-11, look like a piece of paper in a wastebasket because we are seeing an attack on the system that elects our representatives. We're seeing an attack on our freedom of speech. We're seeing a mainly entire government body tell us that we're gonna send millions of dollars overseas And we're going to do what they want us to. They're printing money out of air. I mean, we could go into the details. So how? what do you do? You can sit home. You can worry. You can be afraid. Or you can fight for your country peacefully. And this is something that we can all do. And we can watch the metrics. And we can come together with community. You know what? I'm not a community organizer. I'm a freedom recognizer. And I, I'm not organizing around a community, but I am bonding together around the idea of freedom in our nation because that is what's under attack. So what do you hold most valuable to you in your life? That's why when people commit a crime, we take away what? Their freedom. They go to prison. That's pretty hard. When someone is killed, you take away their ability to be a human being. We have our freedoms under attack that were passed down, and, and by the way, think of the sacrifices that were made to get us to this point. It is our responsibility, it is our duty as free Americans to rally around freedom. I can think of no greater cause. And so I might have to lose some social media stuff. I might change the way I shop. I might change a lot of things, but we have to do this. And you know what? We have to go back to the church as far as the evangelicals in this country need to pull together. They need to stop talking and start doing and move based on your faith and your principles. We need to pay attention in education. We need to pay attention in the medical industry. We need to pay attention in every aspect of life. You know who loves freedom? Most of the truckers out there that transport everything. Right. And if, it, if no one's listening, then we can civilly disobey peacefully. And there's a great history of that. In our country, but we don't have to even go there first. Why don't we just move our spending, buying habits, our consumption that we the people do? We need to start moving towards moving as one, supporting our president. You know, a great way to support President Trump is to continue what he started. There will be leaders that will rise up, but it can't be about a person, it has to be about an idea. And the idea is freedom. And that's the way this country was founded.
0: Well, I think what um, what your call to action really is, whether uh, Trump or Biden end up being our next president, is that we the people have to realize what they essentially have done is not unlike with abortion, where they say at first it was it's not a baby. And so we don't know now they changed that narrative to, well, it is, but our rights to kill it are going to supersede your right to oppose that. And the stolen election is like that of, well, we know we stole the election, but we're gonna do it anyway. And we, the people need to stand up and say, that is not acceptable. We are not going to stand down to that stolen election and we're gonna hold those uh, politicians accountable through an economic war, which is what the economic pushback, we're the dog wagging the tail, not the other way around. And that's what I appreciated about you because the constitution uh, empowers us as a militia to rise up against our, our country. And we're not in a place where we're actually going to take up arms. That's not where our power lies at this point in this battle. It's unconventional warfare. We can use what you are proposing is the economic force of 80 million patriots who say we are going to uh, have our will imposed constitutionally and you, you cannot take it. So we just hold the line and say, no, this is. We,
1: we do, Tamara. We say no and we support each other. There will be, the thing is this, when you have 74 74- to 80 million people, you have a marketplace. You have a, a target group that people, the free market will cater to. You will see new tech platforms develop. The reason Facebook and Twitter ran unopposed is because everyone was there and no there was no market. Now there's market. And not only is there a market, there's a market of highly educated, not only educated, I mean, people that have money, careers, jobs. We need to start a small business association or a small business, you know, taxpayer group. We need to have all these things. And the way we, what we don't need to do, though, is we have to learn from our mistakes as a Tea Party. When we elected people, they went there and they didn't do what they said they were going to do. They were they go in there and the Republicans immediately jump on them and give them chiefs of the staff that just work with the rhinos. We need to go after the rhinos now. And here's the way we can do it. Find out who supports Mitch McConnell and all his, all his work and politically. Find out who financially companies that are supporting these guys that would not fight for our president who was fighting for us and don't give them anything. No one goes to Disney World this year. Disney World can make any statement they want, and I can keep my money from Disney World. I can keep my money from American Airlines. Maybe we drive more. If we fly different airlines, Southwest, United, if they say something stupid, we don't fly them. We work together. Let me tell you something. Millions of the consumer class, when they turn their backs, it will affect these companies more than ever. And we start letting our politicians know today when they call and they're crying my you know these people that were supporting me aren't supporting me blah blah, blah say well then you need to start showing me how you're going to do good now we'll tell you something they need to show us so that we allow them any support but most of them have to be voted out yeah, i
0: agree we're so going to
1: have to have citizen politicians we don't need any more professional politicians right now and we need to call a problem a problem we need to reject the way the left uses language They can use language any way they want. I don't have to pay attention to it. They are literally, we look at them and we laugh at them because they are so egregious in their words and their actions and their hypocrisy knows no bounds. But they're the emperor without clothes and no one's saying they're naked. I think it's time for 74 million people to look at these guys and go, you guys are naked. And we see it. And you don't look good without clothes too. So (laughs) you've got to put on some clothes or... We're not going to deal with it. Well, well,
3: as an older guy, I can certainly agree with that. Uh, but that's probably a really good place to, to end this. Uh, but, uh, Keith, this has been uh, terrific. It's always great uh, to talk to you online or offline. And uh, it's always good to see you, too, because it's very
1: humbling. You remind me of my many shortcomings. So uh, a <laughs> okay. pleasure, a pleasure to have you. This weekend, though, everyone cancel your Amazon Prime. If you can, cancel your Twitter, Facebook, cancel your kids. I talked to one person the other day. I said, just cancel <laughs> your kids, Instagram and Facebook. And they said, well, they'll cry. I said, they'll cry more if they live in a socialist Marxist country. Good. And the you. guy goes, good point. Yeah. So look, <laughs> let's, make, let's make some sacrifices ourselves. Others gone, went before us, made much greater. It's exactly. better than a kinetic war. And you know what? It's what we should do. It's civil movement peacefully. And I can't stress that enough. We do it peacefully. If I'm eating at a restaurant and a Republican politician walks in that didn't stand for my president, I'm going to get up and leave that restaurant immediately. I'm not going to say anything to him. I'm not going to be rude. I'm not like the left. But I'm not going to be in the same space with that guy. I have nothing to say to those people. Correct. Washington, D.C. right now is the island of misfit toys. And we provide the lifeline that allows them to live by our financial contributions. And today it stops.
3: Period. Yeah, yeah we, now we have a Hermie reference from Rudolph. Uh, <laughs> why am I such a misfit? I'm not just a nitwit. <laughs> anyway, look the song up, folks, if you want to. Wrap yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this up.
0: All right. So Keith, let everybody know again where they can find you and your podcast. And then um,
1: Well, until they try to deplatform I, me, I will be at scalpeledge.com. That's our website. Um, You can find us on most of the podcast platforms. The Scalpel with Dr. Keith Rose, I think, is how they do it. Listen to them in reverse order. You can listen to the one I did the other day. I also did one on a time to our Semper Fidelis, Always Faithful, because our Republican Party, we have to recognize the fact. That they are cowards, liars. They're full of avarice and ambition, and most of them shouldn't be there. And I don't blame, I blame them for not standing, and I blame myself for not fighting harder to get them out because they sh- they've always had tipped towards this. They betrayed our president. And again, <clears throat> betraying our president isn't betraying the man, Donald Trump, it's no. betraying right. the country. Right. And I'm not saying that we have to agree on the way to do everything, but we have a political construct and a constitution. And there's a reason why we have more inventions, patents, IP, intellectual property than any country in the world, yet we're the youngest government in the world with the most inventions. And that's because we have one thing, and that's freedom. And we have to rally around that. And I'll leave you with this. The founders said there were three ingredients, faith, virtue, and freedom. Those are the three ingredients to live as this republic, as we should, as a free people. And we have allowed representatives to go out and have no virtue. And virtue is simply doing the right thing when no one's looking. Right. And so we have to have faith, and my faith is strong. We have to, ha- we have to find virtue, not perfect people, but people that will do the right thing. And we have to rally around freedom, and I pray that everyone does it. Well, well, come back and join us again, yes. Keith, and we'll, we'll,
0: we'll have enough on <laughs> And right. I don't know where you can find us, because I just got booted off of Twitter, too, with all of my accounts. So I'm going to delete it. If cause... you're getting
1: shot at, you're over the target. No. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But and
0: Tamara,
3: to... get rid of that China flu cough, will you? You're so, scaring me. I know, food. I'm
0: about to go We in think you're going to
3: catch the China but flu. It's the called allergies.
1: allergies. <laughs> oh, I thought it was this a, time of year.
3: It's amazing. I thought <laughs> everybody that coughed was, was uh that you coughed today. You're
0: gone tomorrow. Isn't that a bump right. Yeah. Gone. Something with COVID. And all oh, we'll and have that.
1: an update on that. I got a lot of new information on that too. So we'll be back right, yeah, to you guys. Yeah. All right. All right
0: R- God bless. Good be
2: good Join us again. Bye-bye. Head high, line. on your sign. Headline, New York Times. Standing on the edge of a revolution. Hey, hey, just obey your secret safe with the NSA. And God, we trust or the CIA. Standing on the edge of a revolution. Yeah, we're standing on the edge of a revolution. 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 The Scalpel with Dr. Keith Rose. The Scalpel is proudly sponsored by Z-Bones Bone Conducting Headphones. Learn more at zbones.io. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to The Scalpel wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at The Scalpel Podcast, on Twitter at The Scalpel Edge, email kfr at scalpeledge.com or the website scalpeledge.com.